The Money Show. Personal Finance. This personal finance is brought to you by Toyota Financial Services. Toyota Financial Services is an authorized FSP and registered credit provider. A T's and C's apply. Well, it's time to talk money, whether it's candidly or seriously. Do join us for this conversation on 011-883-0702 or 021-446-0567. Talk to us about some of the financial mistakes you did this year and what you hope to do better next year. We're joined now by the personal finance author, Nicolette Mashila, of course. She is the author of What's Your Move? A collection of ordinary financial lessons as she's also the financial bunny, a trusted one amongst people who want to change their journey on money. Nicolette, welcome to the advice show on 702. Thank you so much, Mateo. How are you doing? I'm doing quite great. I'm doing quite great, but I wish it was you. You're probably on your sofa or somewhere on holiday and joining <laughs> us <laughs> over Zoom and giving us five minutes of your time. Uh, thank you so much for joining us firstly and uh, cutting us into your holiday. But firstly, let's look at 2022, uh, a tough uh, economic year, but also on the consumer front, a really tough one, and lots of people taking out of, uh, a lot of credit. What are some of the financial mistakes that we saw come out of this year? Sure. I think speaking especially about credit, I think many of us don't have enough credit education to understand the relationship between you know um, your, your balance that you are spending, your interest rate, and the period of the credit agreement. So ultimately, when interest rates change and there's a hike of interest rates, it means that that little room that you may have created to breathe in your budget now all of a sudden disappears. So I think a lot of people, as you rightfully said, they took out credit probably towards the end of 2021, going into 2022, maybe even early 2022. And then, of course, we've had a couple of interest rate hikes in 2022. So all of a sudden now, your budget feels like it's, 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 it, there's no room to breathe. The budget feels like it's tightening um, around your belt. It's tightening around your throat. So I think a lot of people really just needed to get the right credit, uh, credit education. But secondly, that also then shows that a lot of us didn't budget properly we didn't forecast our budget correctly mm. so we we and, and i think a lot of people go with the flow you know you may budget the first month and i think many people do that where they've got these financial new resolutions where i'm going to budget and then you kind of lose track in the third or fourth month and then you don't continue to do it but the problem with that is that the reason why we budget is to track our spending but also forecast where we're going to allocate our money the problem with it is that unlike a business your your personal uh, finances are generally, you know, very. It, they, they, it's not flexible for you to just make money quickly. With yeah, the budget, yeah. with, with the business, there's many things you can kind of change in the business. You know, you can cut your. And we always teach entrepreneurs to say, make sure that when you're taking out loans, they equal whatever it is that you're paying yourself. You can always be the one who sacrifices your salary. But it's difficult with personal finances because you almost account for every cent when you actually budget. But if you don't budget, it's difficult to make room when something unexpected happens. So I think many of us, it was a big issue of credit education and obviously just not budgeting, not tracking, not forecasting well.
And what are some of those lessons? Uh, I mean, I'm sure a lot of consumers went through some tough ones this year in terms of the interest rates continuously going up and we're hoping for a cut, we're hoping for a cut, but it doesn't come and that eats away at our earnings. Now, if you sit down and say, look, I need to be honest with myself, let me create a budget and you start to see that you weigh in over your head. How do you then uh, track back and say, okay, uh, let me get back on my financial feet. What are, the fi- what are the first things that I need to do to make sure that I can get financially healthy again? Look, Mattel, I can tell you one thing. If, 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 if you just look at some of the content that we've created throughout the year of 2022, one of the big words that kept coming up was inflation. I think it was the first time that people started to understand what inflation actually is, what it looks like. Because, you know, from a macroeconomic perspective, you sometimes don't feel it until it trickles down into your pocket. So I think, you know, educating yourself and understanding what is actually happening in the world and how will it affect me as a person, me and my budget, me and my income really goes a long way because you can almost kind of put in the contingencies to be able to do that. Now, speaking also about contingencies, I think one one very recurring theme that keeps coming up is an ability to have financial reserves. And, and that obviously manifests in having an emergency fund. I think for many people, you know, if there is no insurance policy or product that can come and save you when there is a potential financial loss or you need money quickly, yeah. you know, an emergency fund is ultimately the best way to be able to kind of curb those kind of interruptions. So I think for, for, for a lot of us, especially going into 2023, having that rainy day next is going to be absolutely important. Because as you can see, the world just, just it, it keeps moving and things keep happening. Nobody predicted, you know, Russia evade, invading Ukraine. Nobody predicted COVID pandemic. We're seeing an uprise again in COVID. We're seeing that, yes, there's a bit of a break in terms of inflation, but it doesn't change. Yeah. And, you know, we speak about inflation from an economic perspective at a very high level. But if we speak about real inflation, talking about food prices, talking about, and and, I mean, you and I and the next person probably have different types of inflationary levels just based on the quality of life that we live. That's true. So... So, so I think I think it's very important as a person to understand that these things are going to happen. The best way you can really create a contingency is to make sure that you've got a plan if an interruption happens. An increase in the interest rate is an interruption because you're used to paying 12.9 for your car and all of a sudden somebody changes the interest rate and now you've got to pay 13.5. Let me tell you, sometimes it feels like a robbery. It feels like somebody's taking a chunk of your money away. You used to earn this much, but all of a sudden, the very next month, it's taken away. Well, Nicolette, we have a caller on the lines, Pio from Four Ways, who'd like to share their financial mistake from 2022. And let's see uh, whether we can help him out in terms of getting into uh, the next year. Pio, how are you? Hey, I'm good. How are you? I'm good. What's the mishap that you had this year that you're hoping to fix into the next year? Well, I, I don't know if I can fix it very quickly, but I think um, my, my, my financial mistake was kind of buying an expensive house um, where I could have, you know, with that money bought a couple of apartments, um, you know, which would, which would be income bearing. Um, then, you know, rent it out somewhere uh, decent and, you know, uh, later on be able to buy that, you know, that house that you wanted to buy. But uh, getting getting those small apartments would have been would have been a a, a great way to um, you know to 
to go about. But yeah, missed opportunity for for now. We'll fix it later on. And how did this particularly happen? I mean, did the bank uh, look at um, you know your your finances and maybe you overqualified uh, for something and you took the entire amount and went into uh, a, a much pricier property, or did you save up money and buy a pricier property? How did you get into the mix? No, so uh, it, 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 it was a combination of, um, you know, a couple of years worth of keeping um, uh, uh, our expenses, uh, you know, unchanging, so to say. So for the past four or five years, our expenses have not changed, even though the income has gone higher. So that meant, you know, qualify for a higher uh, uh, you know, credit, credit and all of that. But, you know, in hindsight, could have uh, gotten investment properties um, and maybe a couple of years down the line bought you know the the property that we wanted to buy and live in where else you would have had like a list of properties so that's that's like something that we'll, we'll try and fix maybe sometime in the future. <laughs> well, the great thing, Spew, is that you've now marked it as a mishap and you know what went wrong and you're looking to fix it. So let's hear from Nicolette maybe some advice on how to step back from a, a pricier property uh, and, and, and get your back on, on, on your financial feet. Yeah, look, um, <laughs> I think we all make that mistake, right? I always, I've got a chapter in my book where I say, I, I, I think the chapter is called I hate my house. And it's literally, I was in the same predicament as POA where I bought more house than I actually needed. And, and, and it's, it's always a lesson that you learn in hindsight. And you're like, okay, so what do I do now? I always say the pain of any house, especially if you bought it on finance, is paying the bond, right? Um, but the beauty about it is that, you know, the mathematics of paying off your bond, it is an amortizing loan. So it, any additional amount of money that you can throw towards it is to pay it off as quickly as possible with less interest. So overall, you pay less. I think if 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 QA can get if they can make some cushion to be able to throw in even an extra five hundred, extra one thousand into that bond, it will really help in yeah. really getting over cutting that down that interest. Yeah, absolutely. But you know, if you if you do a, a bit of you know table research or whatever Google research, you'll get things, ideas like house sharing and you know renting out some part of your house. So for it's someone else to carry the cost, hey, yeah, absolutely. But it's not always a comfortable you know uh, 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 alternative. The others is if you are not there, rent out the house, Airbnb the house. There's also a thing where it's a beautiful house in a beautiful setting. Guys in the creative space use it to shoot ads. You know, so there's, there's ways in which you can help um, or make use of the house so that it also generates some income. But it, 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 it's about weighing now how much of a mishap is this and, and, and what possibilities are there for Uspiwe and, um, um, yeah. All right, we're talking personal finance uh, with Nicolette Mashila. She's, of course, the personal finance author, and she's also got, uh, she's the founder of Financial Services, um, Financial Fitness Bunnies, rather, a consumer f- financial education content agency, and taking us some of the financial mistakes of 2022 and what you can do to remedy that into the next year. We've got a caller now, uh, Pomolo from uh, Pretoria. Uh, Pomolo, what did you want to know from Nicolette? Uh, thank you, Michelle. I just wondered. I currently use a an, an Excel sheet to to track my 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 expenses, and I wondered if there's a there's a there's an easier way, if there's an app that you can input, uh, whatever you know, to to track your your, your day, you know, your your month to month your month to month expenses. 
All right, Pumolo there in Pretoria, Nicolette, wanting to know whether there are other uh, budgeting tools that are easier to use. I know a lot of people will be intimidated at looking at their finances because some of them are even scared of using Excel that Pumolo is using. So are there easier apps that people can engage in and make sure that they track their spending? Look, a big shout out to Pumula for using uh, Excel because that is it's like tough. wow. <laughs> but there is there is a budgeting app. It's called Twenty Two Seven App. It's absolutely fantastic. You you input um, your transactional account um, and generally I would say also your credit account into the app. It's quite safe. Um, they've got an encryption. Um, I can't really go into the security part of it because I'm not fully aware of... They, they use some language to explain it. But basically, you input your, your, your transactional account, your credit account, where you, know, you do your everyday banking. And basically, what it does is that it will track your spending one. Then the second phase of what you do on the app is you then allocate certain amounts of money the way you would on a budget. So you will say, I'm allocating this amount of money to, you know, um, electricity, this amount of money to insurances, this amount of money to retail, this amount of money to groceries. And the app actually sends you prompts to say, look, you've already, if let's say you are in week two, but you've already spent 80% of your money, um, your transport money or petrol money, it will start sending you those prompts to say, this is what's happening. A lot of people have actually really given it good feedback. Some people have even said it's picked up when an insurance company has double debited them. So it's quite a very good app. The only thing that is intimidating, and I think you rightfully say that many people are very much intimidated by looking at their finances, one of the biggest things is that this app does have or requires the input from your side for it to give you optimal results. And honest input as well. Yeah, because I see a lot of people, they do this, and I don't know why we do this as human beings, they do this weird thing where they'll add like an because I think maybe it's also a security issue and the, you know being concerned about security. So they'll add a bank account where they're not really, really transacting from that bank account. And then what the app does because it's it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's AI at the end of the day, so it will push out you know results based on the the impact the accounts you've provided. Yeah, absolutely. But I know that some of the banks. Um, obviously without mentioning their names, some of the banks, if you download specifically your credit statement, if you actually look at your credit statement, they've got a pie graph that shows you how much of your spending is spent in specific areas. So they'll say to you, 7% is spent in retail, 8% is money that you withdrew. 60% on entertainment. (laughs) I was trying to avoid that. So, yeah, so I think there are various apps, but I've, I've quite enjoyed my journey on the 22.7 app. I think it's quite useful, so it's worth trying. Um, so I think Pumala should give it a shot if, if, if he's quite keen to move away from Excel. But you know what? Excel is so the trusted way. I think, you know, with your finances, uh, Mateo, it's, it's, it's a relationship that you've got to create with your money. And you've got to be very honest with yourself. I think, so I used to say to, to a lot of my, um, uh, my, my audiences, yeah. take time in a month, one day, pour yourself, you know, whatever you drink, whether it's coffee, tea, a glass of wine, sit down with your, with your bank statements, have three or four colored, colored highlighters and highlight your, 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 your contractual date, highlight it with one color. You know, the, the, the living expenses, highlight with another color. The, 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 you know, Frivolous spending, highlighted another color. You will start to get an idea of where your money actually goes. 
All right, we're in conversation with Nicolette Mashile, personal finance author. And of course, we're talking personal finances. Up next, we're going to be talking about the businesses you can get into to get that second stream of income uh, as a small business owner or somebody who just wants to make extra cash. Join us for that in a short while. The Money Show. Personal Finance. All right, we're still uh, tackling uh, personal finance with Nicolette Mashila. Of course, he's a personal finance author and also the founder of Financial Fitness Bunnies, a consumer financial education content agency and bunch of winners, a community of media planning and buying agency. Nicolette, of course, thank you uh, for joining us for this particular conversation. One of our listeners sending a voice note through uh, to talk about finances. Let's have a listen, uh, Nicolette. Hi guys, uh, in terms of the budgeting apps, all your major banks uh, have these apps now these days, uh, similar where you, they already have your transaction account and they've got a facility where you budget and they track all your transactions and do all your budgeting for you. So Discovery, FNB, uh, those well, that was a voice note from our listener. Basically saying, Nicolette, you can't really lie to your bank because they've already got the information there. There's no manga manga business. You can't say you have a second stream of income when you, when you don't have one. Let's get into that, uh, in terms of things that we can do in 2023 to make sure that our money is longer. You know, we have more money at the end of our month. Um, things that we can do in 2023, some creative ones that don't need a lot of capital to start off with. <laughs> it's so funny because I actually just did a video around that. So let me tell you, I I find my inconveniences as a South African young woman who's a career woman. Like there are things in my house that I can't do. Like the other day, I couldn't change my light bulbs, and then I realized some of my cupboards are breaking. But it's very, like these are like small things that you're like, who do I call? So you're not a DIY thing? person then? Yeah, like for, no, I don't want to do it myself. <laughs> <laughs> Convenience, convenience, convenience. My nails don't allow. <laughs> but yeah, look, I think, I think, I think, convenience is such a big thing for people. And and for for one, for somebody, they may look at it as convenience. For another person, is if I don't have to do these things and worry about them, I'm going to be far more productive. So I do think that if there is ever going to be a need for a handyman, this is the right time for people to form a business around it. Um, styling also, styling and a shopper. One of the other things I spoke about was the fact that I absolutely despise going to a mall. I absolutely despise going into a fitting room. I, I just feel like I want to sit in a shop and somebody must bring the clothes to me. You know, I want to tell them what is the event or and if this is my job, this is the style that I like, can you find me some outfits? So I think styling, um, I haven't seen a big pickup on it. Styling, shopping, um, somebody organizing your wardrobe. I also think um, one of the other uh, ideas that I spoke about is mobile car washes. I have not seen a lot of mobile ah, car washes. Yes, yeah. I mean, I say my, my car only gets washed when it, it's like, you know, I have to take it to service. And it's embarrassing because, I mean, honestly, I just don't have... And when I think about taking my car to the car wash, something always pops up that I just find far more important, you know? And you have um, to get out of your way to actually take it there to get washed. I mean, it's... If, yeah. If you're relatively fact, I don't busy. Know where the car washes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think if you're listening, if you're one of our listeners and you're looking for that second thing that you want to do when you're great at washing your car on the weekends, I think picking up some of these and also uh, getting Nicolette's attention will get you a lot, a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, and also I think someone to cook for me. Like I'm not looking for a private chef per se. I'm not looking for a Michelin star or, you know, I just want someone to make me meals, you know. 
and I just think if, if we take out private from the from, from the career part or the business, yeah. it, it, it becomes a little bit more affordable. Because I think the moment you say private chef, everybody thinks, oh, it's going to be so expensive. But I just really, generally, I just want someone to create a simple uh, a weekly meal uh, plan for me, hot dogs on one day, burger on another day, chicken salad on another day, macaroni. Do you get what I'm saying? And these are all things you don't relatively need, like, high qualifications for. I mean, if you... Uh, if you're a great cook, you know you're a great cook. Maybe you can take extra classes uh, because you're going to be a service provider. But uh, things that you can do quickly that don't need a lot of turnaround and marketing, uh, you can even post on social media that, look, I, I'm the best at washing cars, I'm the best at buying yes. clothes, and people yes. can then call you for that particular service. So uh, thank you once again to Nicolette Mashila, the personal finance author, uh, and also the financial bunny for some of us who still are trying to get on our financial feed. Joining us today for our personal finance feature.